For example, um, let's pick on certain people in the restaurant industry. Got hammered during COVID because what do you do when no one can come to your store? Good day. Welcome to the Consultant on the Coach podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Josh. Hey, everybody. What happens when things go crazy outside of control with our businesses or life and they mess with us? What, what What's up with that, man? Yeah, no, we're, we're talking about crisis uh, and how leaders overcome that, work through that. Um, obviously, in, internal crisis, external crisis. Last time, if you remember, we talked about uh, political and world events, uh, specifically how the business world responded to what's going on in Ukraine. Um, and today we're going to talk about market disruption. And then, of course, next time we're going to turn our attention internally and talk about personnel. So stay tuned mm-hmm. for that as well. And, and this is vitally important because mm-hmm. if we can do this, when things such as Ukraine happen, mm-hmm. it shouldn't take us out. No. There no. will always be problems in the world. And, and there's both there's both readiness you can do beforehand, but there's also just um, this is what where leadership shines uh, through during a crisis, right? There, there's lots of things you can do. Um, both from a leadership perspective, but also from just a technical management perspective, I think that we'll talk about in those very depending on the crisis. Mm-hmm. So, so scripture wise, well, what came to your mind when you're when you're when we're thinking scripture with this? You know, you keep catching me with this question. I have been woefully underprepared. <laughs> Um, the, uh, sorry, the last couple of weeks I haven't been bringing my A game. Um, I would say, you know, in terms of scripture, there is a lot about, um, service and servant leadership. And I think, I think of market and customer centric leadership and businesses as anything really tied to what Jesus talked about around servant leadership, because while yes, there's business and yes, there's, there's a dark side to that. I think any business, uh, and any good customer service oriented company is really at its core a, a, a servant leadership company, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of, you know, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And there's a, there's a lot of context that I think business leaders could look to, particularly Jesus and his examples around servant leadership, and use that as a way to um, drive you know, this customer driven concept, which is, which is why it connects to market crisis, because mm-hmm. when a market crisis happens really fundamentally, it's about re-engaging your relationship with your customer because at its core, that's been effectively what's been disrupted for your business is your so relationship to the customer. Can I give you a scripture example? I don't, I don't have a chapter and verse, but this comes to my mind. Yeah. So granted, as we're nearing Easter or post Easter, when you listen to this, I'm, I'm reading through the Gospels, mm-hmm. and what you see is Jesus spent three years doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a sense, he knew getting ready for his crucifixion. Mm-hmm. That was the crisis. That was the crisis point. Mm-hmm. But there was three years of preparation. You can even go before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I kind of say we don't know when the crisis is going to happen, but there was preparation. Mm-hmm. And then it happened, and you even see the disciples coming together, and they're getting ready, and then they're ready to go plant churches. Then they're ready to go. I yep. see it very similar. You see this all throughout Scripture, even Proverbs. There's preparation, mm-hmm. and then crisis can happen. Did mm-hmm. did we? Yeah. Well, and one of the things I think you learn throughout the Bible, which is helpful, is is this this concept of remembering. Absolutely. Right? And so spiritually, obviously, it's important to remember both trials and challenges that that we've been brought through in our lives, but it's also helpful to think about, obviously, pillars of the faith and what they've been through is is imperfect as they were. But I think that applies to business too, right? Is is, As you begin to work through a crisis, one of the key components can be 
the power of remembering what your company has overcome before and that you will again. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a, there's an application there as well. So this podcast is on, um, you know, what happens with our companies that we oversee Mm -hmm. or coach with Mm -hmm. or consult with Mm -hmm. when there is an external cross crisis outside the company so mm-hmm. this is why you know it's great talking about the russian ukraine war because that's that is affecting a lot of u.s based companies mm-hmm. gas prices mm-hmm. uh inflation all sorts of other things mm-hmm. so what happens how wh- why is it important to prepare for that whether it's this one or whatever the next one's going to be yeah no i think i think um it's important to prepare just because obviously you're you're more uh, nimble and able to respond even though you can't ever prepare i mean there's scenario planning exercises you can do if you have a large enough company and enough resources, but even those those scenarios, you know, never are perfect. Um, it's more about the readiness to, to be nimble and sort of have thought through the worst case scenario, such that you can at least apply something that's possible, right? I mean, nine eleven is an example. Um, Great inter- example. You know, internet crash, uh, internet kind of stock crash you know, is another example. Housing crash, another example. Um, <clears throat> COVID in terms of a market, we talk about, you know, today's market disruption, you know, COVID for some of my clients in the healthcare space was particularly problematic. Um, you know, when your bread and butter business is surgery and the government shuts down the option to do surgery, that's, that's a bit of an existential market crisis because you can't actually perform business versus maybe like a political crisis is something different, right? Because that's having different types of more uh, macroeconomic effects. But what happens is if we don't plan for these, they can take out businesses yeah you know and and so for example um let's pick on certain people in the restaurant industry Mm -hmm. got hammered during covid Mm -hmm. because what do you do when no one can come to your store yeah well it's interesting in seattle there was a a lot of uh to to that point like the ability to respond i don't know how much they prepared for it but there was a really neat restaurant in seattle that um names escaping me you probably know who it is um but they got this really cool restaurant right there off 99 uh, in queen anne and a really well-known high-end restaurant. But basically what they did is they actually converted their parking lot, as small as it was, into a drive-through and started doing car service. And I think they were even showing movies. Oh, like, that's a like, great you idea. Know, so they immediately got like this, they found a new market for their same food. And then they were charging an obscene amount of money for a burger. I mean, it was like... <laughs> But they're, you know, they were, um, but they have high end sort of expectations for mm-hmm. clientele anyways. And so people were just happy to get out of their house. And so they were, Absolutely. you know, and my guess is they didn't make a killing off of it because they only had like 50 cards or something they could fit. And the reservations were filling up instantly. Um, cause anybody was looking for any excuse to get out of their house at that point. Um, what, what it, it got them a ton of press. And so I'm sure it built their brand for the future as a very innovative sort of restaurant. So when we prepare for market crisis, Mm-hmm. Two things. Mm-hmm. One, it can help us from going out of business. Mm-hmm. But two, it can help us capture. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we should profit on it, but we can profit on it. I mean, I'm yeah. in the healthcare. I, I, I'm in the healthcare business, and I don't advertise this. COVID has been the best thing to ever happen to our business. Yeah, yeah. Granted, well, I sell oxygen. It's because it's you sell oxygen. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's part of what we're talking about today, right? Is is I think it's it's not about being you know omniscient about the future but i think it's it's taking an account of what you're continually taking i mean i'm talking about quarterly or at least annually taking an account of your unique resources your um, capabilities that are either table stakes for the market and or differentiators 
um, such as for you, oxygen, right? You are an oxygen distributor. Um, and that's a key piece of your sales. And so when COVID hit, you were well in tune with your capabilities. That is one of a few or, or many. Um, and so you were able to see ahead of time, you were able to tie the market changes to your capabilities and recognize probably earlier than some or most that that was going to be a key need. Yeah. Right? But then on the, for someone that would say, well, that some people will always look at things from a rosy perspective. Mm-hmm. So from a from a market side of things, mm-hmm. people will look in the healthcare space. Okay, COVID's always going to be a cash cow for us. Not always. Not always. Mm-hmm. Whereas in my business, you could then go back five years before we got nailed by an external market factor. Kind of, really, the government started cutting down on Medicare reimbursements. Mm-hmm. Causing so when I moved into I'm we're out of Yakima, Washington. When I came to Yakima, Washington in 2004, when we opened up, we had 13 competitors. Mm-hmm. It was just a feeding frenzy because there was money to be made. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, we were the last full service person because external market factors. So we were we were pivoting and pivoting and pivoting mm-hmm. just to stay in business. Yeah, and I always think of like. Think of the uh, movie Forrest Gump and, you know, Forrest is out there trying to get shrimp and there's a hurricane and he can barely get anything. And the hurricane happens and he makes it through the hurricane. He's the only boat left. He's the only boat left. So sometimes you have to, you know, part of it is we need to prepare for this. But if we can get through the hurricane, hey, all the shrimp, man, now we have a whole fleet of shrimp boats, you know, for Bubba Gump. And so that's something that we can think about. We have to prepare for these external factors so we can make it through to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, a lot of the clients I've worked with, you know, we've done a lot of exercises around tying capabilities to what I would call product market fit. So it's 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 really beginning to understand wherever you're at, wherever you're starting from, you know, we can help to dig deeper into this concept of understanding your product market fit with key customers and buyers, um, in, whether it's B2B, B2C, B2B2C, um, and understanding that user journey um, at a deeper level such that, to your point, what you're doing is you're preparing so that when those pivots are required, you've already thought through at least what you have. And so it's easier to get to what you need because you already understand what you have. If you don't understand what you're starting with, you know, you can't re- adapt to the new market because you're sort of stuck in the past. You right? are. Yeah. And I've worked with clients like that before who they're so t- wed to the old model that they used to make money, whether it's a previous company or the current company that was successful and now is floundering. It's, it's because they have not been able to adapt. They, they, they've wanted to bake in the entire recipe to the new environment, not the ingredients to the new environment. And so, you know, I think that's, I think that's what's key is just carefully nuancing that, if that makes sense. And, and we do. And from a consulting perspective, mm-hmm. you're, absolutely correct you have to nuance what that looks like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. now you're great at seeing things from a consulting perspective this is how it's going to cause businesses that you work with to prosper you understand exactly how that works and but then also from a coaching perspective i find it fascinating i've seen businesses get everything down perfectly from a balance standpoint from a marketing standpoint you name it 
the leader doesn't have the maturity and understanding mm-hmm. how to handle the mm-hmm. crisis. And this is where mm-hmm. coaching comes into right. play. We've all seen this should work. And the leaders run around with his head cut off because of anxiety or just being out of tune with who he or she is. Yeah. And this is where consulting and coaching come hand in hand. It's right. not either or. It's a both. You can yeah. have someone, I'm emotionally great. Well, your business plan stinks. Yeah. Or likewise, our business plan's great. But yeah. this leader Which can't lead. Yeah. You need both. Mm-hmm. It's not A or B. It's both and. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, and usually you're right. I mean, it is it is one or the other or, or neither one. <laughs> right. If you have neither, you're just, I've, you better I've, go I've been in situations where there's neither, and I've been in situ- situations where there's one or the other. Um, rarely do you find organizations that are really, really good without help at two. I mean, you, you need to, to, to get to a high level at both areas. You do need to have uh, a coaching, you know, help or a business advisor or, you know, a number of these things that, that I think you and I have helped companies with in the past. Um, just because these are expertise that are required that you, you can't expect a single person to very, very, very rarely have both sort of abilities. Now, in terms of preparing for external market factors, like if something were to happen, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's going to happen next year or five years or 10 years from now, right. I also was thinking there are also some people who just prey on that. And I'm not going to pick on any one, mm. but you know, we're all the end of the world conspiracies, mm-hmm. or this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. swear, it, it, and that's what almost makes it hard because people who don't prepare will like, well, look at these five last conspiracy. They never accounted to anything. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Mm-hmm. But also, not preparing for a crisis is also a really bad example. Yeah. Just look at the stock market. It, lots of bull markets, lots of bear markets. And the people who make the most money are those who understand how to handle crisis in both. Yeah. It's not either or. It's like, hey, we're going to have great days. We're going to have hard days. We have to prepare for both. Well, and I think, the, I mean, the way that, you know, we've talked about one of the keys of like seasons and rhythms, one of our early ones. I think of here, I also think of um, sport that I like, baseball and coaching right now. <laughs> Six and seven-year-olds, always entertaining. <laughs> that might make for some good fodder in the future. But one of the things about baseball and, and seasons of rhythms, which I really value, is, is that there's this there's this recognition of statistical variance, mm-hmm. right? And what you're talking about is similar, right? Yes, there's there's exactly. market statistical variance, and the way to ride that through is is not to overreact to one or the other, but it's to stick to your approach and it's to get very in touch with your fundamentals and it's to stick with those fundamentals until such time as the variance suggests your fundamentals need to shift, mm-hmm. right? And so sometimes you might be a little late, but if you stay in tune with your fundamentals, eventually those will find the market. And it's the same thing for businesses, I think, in terms of market product, product market fit, marketing, business planning. What are the fundamentals of your business that are going to endure regardless of how bad things get or how bad would it have to get for your, your, your market to completely disappear, mm-hmm. right? Your business, medical supply. People are always going to need that. Now, is the government always going to pay for it? I don't know, but you're still going to have to, you're still going to be able to sell medical supplies, right? Mm-hmm. So while significant changes may occur from a regulatory perspective, a market perspective, external or internal influences, there are fundamentals to every business. Just like in baseball, there's fundamentals to how you play the game. It doesn't matter um, what's happening. And so if you stick to those, and you first you have to understand them. Mm-hmm. Most companies don't understand their fundamentals. But then you understand, and to your point with a coach, you work with a leader who can then build their fortitude to be steady be that steady leader to understand their fundamentals and stick to them mm-hmm. from a leadership perspective. Then you can really prepare yourself to 
adjust how you you play out those fundamentals right well, and, and that's and that's what's so exciting because yeah. when you do mm-hmm. eventually you will hit yeah exactly no, well, it's, it's just if, explain if, your way. if if you do it that way now let's let's let, let's keep with the baseball mm-hmm. if you're slow you can't throw faster than 70 miles an hour if you right. have no hand-eye coordination i don't care how long you stick with yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you're going to be horrible yeah yeah, yeah. You, you've got the, you have a ceiling there but if you get if you understand that and you get the right motivation and discipline. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, it's not a guarantee you'll win a World Series, but there's a high probability that you have a good shot. Yeah. Well, and at least by holding on to your fundamentals, you're going to go a lot further than by trying to get whipped around by the winds of change. Absolutely. Right. And some people, I swear, their 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 goal is, I'm just going to pray about it. Well, that that's prayer is good, but it's not a if you have nothing else. It's not a strategy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even biblical. Yeah. <laughs> Well, prayer is. Prayer, prayer is biblical, is. but if that's all you have, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's all you have, that's not biblical either. Jesus would say, um, hey, guys, this is why. Well, I mean, that's I trained back to the story years. of the, I think we might have used this one before, but the story of of, um, of uh, the, the three stewards, right, who were given the, the, the coins. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and one said, you know, I, I was afraid of you, so I went and buried it. Mm-hmm. You know, and effectively in my mind, that's almost like, well, I just went and prayed about it. <laughs> um and it and the um, whatever it was, the person who gave it to him uh, wasn't real thrilled with uh, that response either, right? So yeah. there's a both end. There's there's a we need to pray about it. We need to have open hands, and I think be willing to, uh, you know, have this attitude of at least I, I do when I try to pray of like the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And now I got to get to work and be the steward I can be with what mm-hmm. I got today. And, do both. and then and we are to do all that, but also yeah. at the end of the day we. We should sleep well because there's also the, as the Lord takes care of the birds, He will take care of us. So we then should I sleep well, but that's we a whole should, other topic. <laughs> that, that's on where what part of our whoop data is not, you know, why why are we not? And, you know, hey, but we, you know, props to you. You're okay. What else can I do? What? How else? Where else do I need to trust God? So it's it's a both and. How do we do what He tells us to do? Mm-hmm. But then how do we build other things up? Mm-hmm. And then. Is it A, is it B, or is this a season and rhythm? Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. And this is where this podcast, 30 years from now, oh, it's going to be golden because we'll have a lot of those answers. <laughs> yeah. One of the things we thought we knew, we'll find out what we did and didn't know. Exactly. So as we've talked about market factors or, you know, the external market factors, next week we move internally. What happens if we do everything right but personnel just goes haywire mm-hmm. and they mess with our plans? That's mm-hmm. frustrating. What happens when that happens uh, internally mm-hmm. with people? So that's next week. Uh, so until then, hey, if you have questions for Josh about consulting, go to the consultantcoach.com, schedule a meeting with him coaching wise. Uh, there are a lot of things, how we approach things. This is why I'm here. But uh, if not, next week, internal factors on dealing with personnel, great personnel or not so good personnel, there is a way to do things. Sounds good. Hey, Take care, everybody. Sounds good.